Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody. This is Ravenda from uh, MZN Indie Radio, and we are on the air here on this gorgeous uh, Memorial Day weekend Saturday. And we have uh, a terrific host um, and myself who is bringing on a great guest for you named Pam Williams. She's called uh, the Saxstress, and she is going to be uh, talking with us about her career. And uh, what we're going to do is play some of her music so that we'll be able to um, listen to what beautiful music she has created for us. As soon as uh, our Block Talk Radio switchboard starts acting like it's supposed to, okay, now it's good. So I'm going to go ahead and play a song called um, uh, A Jam for Pam. And then uh, when we come back, we're going to be talking with Pam Williams.
Hello, and we are back, and we are back, we are back. We are just going to have such a great evening, and I, I'm so happy that I was able to catch Miss Williams to come in and, you know, talk with us and uh, and just really, and you know, help us enjoy her music because it's it's beautiful music, and we really enjoy listening to uh, jazz, especially on a on a nice weekend like this. So let me see if she's in because I see we have two callers. Pam, are you on the line with us? I am on the line. Hi. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. And it is a beautiful weekend. <laughs> it certainly is. I mean, it's supposed to rain, but, um, you know, I heard it rain this morning, but the sky looks pretty clear, you know, from where I'm looking, you know, so hopefully I can still make it to a cookout today. I know. And then there's always tomorrow, and as we speak, I'm sitting outside right in the sun, so there's not a drop of rain falling, and I love it. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, I need to sit out and get in some sun too, because you know I'm I'm behind schedule. So <laughs> right, <laughs> get that vitamin D, girl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now, for for those of us um, who are, let's say, brand new to the the whole you know music industry as far as listening some to some great music, um, and those who don't know you very well, can you kind of give us a, uh, a a brief background over you know your music career so that sure. we can uh, share that with the rest of the audience. Oh, definitely. Well, I started playing, I grew up in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and I started playing saxophone in my high school jazz band, and Grover Washington Jr. was the first, well, I won't say the first saxophone player that I heard who inspired me, but he was a big influence on the, on me playing the saxophone, and I used to listen to his records, and that's how I learned how to play and then after that, I started playing in clubs around Philadelphia. And my first big break uh, in the music industry was with Patti LaBelle, who's also a native Philadelphian. Mm-hmm. And I, I started touring with her. Uh, I toured with her for about eight years. And then in 1996, well, I think 1995, I, I branched off from her group. And I um, did a solo CD entitled The Saxtress. And I've been doing that ever since 1996. And I have nine CDs out in 2010. <laughs> wow! Wow! Well, you had a really great uh, fortune in the music industry. I mean, how how much better can you can you do with than uh, Miss Patty? You know, you know what? It it don't get any better than that. I mean, what a, you know? And I feel the same way. It's like, wow, what a, a, per, a wonderful artist to work with. Um, my first time out into the music industry on a professional level. I mean, Patty was just great. I mean, super-duper talented, uh, wonderful human being, funny, fun to be out on the road with, uh, very, very considerate, and, and I learned so much musically from her. Wow. Well, I'm a native Philadelphia myself. And um, oh, okay. I didn't I know have, that. <laughs> yes, I was born and raised in Philly, West Philly. We used to, okay. we used to call it we used to call it West Side. <laughs> Can I remember? I you know what I used to hang around I mean, in West Philadelphia. I have some. Ooh, I got into some trouble hanging out there. So, but anyway. <laughs> well, I, I never got in trouble because I I had a kind of mother there with my voice when I got in trouble. So well, you know what? Uh, mine well, too. Mine too. But you know how sneaky we can be when we're teenagers. Yeah, I have to say my my sister was the sneaky one. <laughs> okay, okay, well, good, good for you, good for you. <laughs> well, you know, I have a funny story about uh, Miss Patty because Miss Patty is just straight up Philadelphia, and mm-hmm. and it's like 
she doesn't even take her career serious as far as like like being you know a superstar bourgeois and treat me like a queen when I walk down the street kind of attitude. And mm-hmm. and she came into the hospital where my cousin works. My cousin um, works in um, uh, supplying surgical um, uh, items for the doctors. And okay. she's just walking in the hallway, and she sees Patty LaBelle just walking in the hallway, like everybody else walking in the hallway, going to the doctor to be seen. And Patty just walked in, how you doing, honey? Just like that. <laughs> and my girlfriend said she had to turn around do a double take because she just couldn't imagine. Patty, what the heck is Patty LaBelle doing and walking in the hospital? Well, Patty can get sick, too, so of course she's going to go in the hospital. But she didn't have an entourage. She didn't have – she's just in there like she's just like an administrator or, or whoever walking in there. And that's why I love her because she doesn't get big-headed about her, her status, you know. And even though we fall all over ourselves when she's around, she doesn't get big-headed, and, and she stays natural and for real. That's why I really love her. Right, she really is. She really is. And, I mean, she's just really down to earth. And, 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 I mean, you know, all the years that I was on tour with her, every time people would stop her in the airport, she was never, you know, even though when she was rushing, she would take time to stop and, you know, sign autographs and just say hi to people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her son, her son is nice too. Her son is really nice. I actually auditioned to. This is funny. I auditioned to be one of Patti LaBelle's uh, background singers when she went on tour. Wow. And, and when, when was this? When was this? I just I look. I'm in the car and I'm, I'm going to work. Well, I actually was coming home from work or something. Was I coming? Huh? I don't remember what I was doing, but I was just in the car, and I'm just, you know, just in the car, and I hear on WDS that Patty's doing these auditions, and and like just out of the blue, I said what? And I just flew, just like got on the bus and wow. just flew over to Reed Street where her son's studio is, mm-hmm. and it's like a room full of all these people who are probably have a way more experience touring as background singers than I do because I never did it before. But I just wow. did it because I, I love to sing, and I just love Patty. I really was hoping if I could just meet her, I don't even care if I don't get it, you know. So, And I'll get there. And, like, she wasn't there. It, she might have been there, but she might have been somewhere away from everybody so she could just hear because mm-hmm. her uh, music director, the one that recently passed away, he was there. And I didn't – I was so nervous. I had to sing um, uh, uh, Somewhere Over the Rainbow. Oh, my goodness. Wow. And I couldn't remember wow. the words. Okay. I couldn't remember the words. He gave me a sheet of paper with the words on it. I couldn't even remember how the song went. I just, <laughs> I was trying to, like, you know, go back in time with the Wizard of Oz and see if I could mm-hmm, channel mm-hmm. for us. But it didn't okay, work. Okay, okay. So, you know, oh. anything else? You know, anything else? I said, well, I know some Whitney Houston music. So mm-hmm. then he told me to sing. So I sang, run to you. <laughs> And I was, and he thought I was good, but oh um, wow, wow, that's like, really something. But I, I never had any experience. I didn't even know how to hold the microphone, and you know, yeah. a lot of people had toured before with other artists. They were there. I, mm-hmm. I, 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 I wasn't mad. I was just happy to be there. But it was just the funniest thing to just all of a sudden show up there. You know, well, I, I bet mean, you, you know, spontaneous when things happen yeah, like that. It's spontaneous. Like, you know, you never know where you're gonna end up. You know. I, yeah, I really just want to that's all. <laughs> right, right, right. But that's something, at least you know, that's something that you can always remember. And when you think about her, you know, you'll always have that story, which is which is really cool. It's nice. It's nice when stuff like that happens. Yeah. 
Well, one day I'm going to meet her because that was like the third missed opportunity to meet, to meet her because I missed her okay. um, when she was the, one of the judges for the VH1 Divas uh, competitions. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. in that line in New York around the two blocks, and mm-hmm. um, they got halfway through, and they cut the half of I was in off. So. Wow. <laughs> so I didn't get to meet her then. And then, of course, my cousin got to meet her, and I was supposed to meet her at, and down by the hospital, so I, I missed her again. So I'm like, well, okay. You know what it's destined to be? It's, gonna, it's destined if you keep crossing somebody's path like I that. I have to. Yeah, yeah. I have to. Eventually. Eventually Now, what, what other artists <laughs> have you worked with? Um, I've worked with uh, Tina Marie. I was in her band for quite a while. My other, and, my other favorite. Um, yeah, you know, while um, while I was doing, as I, when I was a solo artist, I was also in Tina's band, so I still had my career. Uh-huh. And, and whenever I wasn't working or doing shows, I would I would tour with her. And that actually lasted for about seven years. And, wow, um, a those, long yeah, time. those are the main. Yeah, those are the main two artists that I, other you know, other than just doing. Um, like TV, like television shows, that those were the only two artists that I actually toured wow. with on a consistent basis. That's awesome. Well, you know, I have a friend who was, uh, who uh, I don't know if you know Earl R. Johnson, Jr., um, in California. Um, he did some arranging for Tina, and he told me about um, the first time he met her, he went to her house, and he was really nervous. And um, she made it feel like, you know, he was like one of her cousins or something. Just She was just comforting him, you know, that he just felt relaxed. Oh, yeah, and then, yeah. It was, it was always like that, always like yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I have a friend who also does a radio show um, here on Block Talk. He actually got to see her recently when she was in Philly. I think she was in oh, Philly okay. or Atlantic City. And he got to go backstage because he had her on his show doing an interview. Mm-hmm. So she, mm-hmm. she actually, you know how some people say, oh, I'll give you a ticket, I'll do this, whatever. Well, and she she actually let him get a ticket, and he got to go in and go backstage and meet her. That's cool, really cool. Yeah, you know, there are artists in the in the business that are really down to earth and really real people, you know, and then you, you run into some of the ones that are kind of up on clouds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, you know. might need a needle, a big, you long know. needle to pop the right. clouds. Pop the bubble, <laughs> pop the bubble. But there are some people that are like that. But you know, to me, I don't know. You know, you you just as quickly as you can rise, you can fall, fall, fall. fall faster. Yeah, I know. So. I've seen a lot of people that had circumstances like that happen, and you know, I always feel like whatever you do in life, you ought to appreciate everybody that appreciates you. And sure, you'll sure. always have them in your corner. If you if you just turn your nose up and, you know, especially for a lot of movie stars, you turn your nose up, you never know when you need those people to represent you and, yeah, and help right. you. you that's know. right. You never know. You never know. Now, I was you know, told that you Some of the same people you see going up, climbing up, you oh. might see coming down. <laughs> that's right. Especially the so. ones that you went to school with or that you lived yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, sure. You just sure. never know. Now, I was told that you also work with Prince. You know, I, but very briefly, and, and it, end, it always ended up um, in articles that I toured with him, and I never did. I mean, I wanted to, seriously. I mean, desperately, mm-hmm. <laughs> I wanted to, but <laughs> I never did. Um, I met him. I did a studio session with him in Minneapolis, mm-hmm. and that was actually through Patti LaBelle because we were out there filming um, the Yo Mister video which uh, was a really big hit for Patty. I think that that was like in the late, maybe 1989, 1990, and Prince actually wrote the song and produced it. 
and we were out there shooting the video, so I got a chance to, we ended up, you know, it was one of those spontaneous things where he popped up, he wasn't at the video shoot, but he popped up at a restaurant that we went out to to have drinks, and, and he, we ended up going over to Paisley Park, and he had a studio session, you know, he always works, so he had a studio session that night, and I ended up sitting in on a song that he was doing on someone, uh, some vocalist, wow. and uh, we did, he, he did ask me if I wanted to maybe be the horn section, be in the horn section with the time if I, once I finish with Patty. And, of course, I was like, well, whatever you want me to do, I'm there. But oh, I never right. was able to really connect with him, um, again, on, on an artistic level. And I hope that, that one day I might still be able to, like, really work with him and tour with him. Well, you know, I sent a, um, an email out to his sister. His sister, Sharon, one of his older sisters, has a, mm-hmm. a show on Blog Talk. And uh, I sent her an email about you, so I'm, a, I'm going to send her uh, your information over to her so she can schedule you for an interview. And maybe um, you guys talking to each other may be able to make that happen and connect with friends. Yeah, that would be wonderful. Would, that, that would be really wonderful because, you know, what I, I sent my, my new CD, I wrote him a letter and I sent it to Paisley Park, and I don't know if he got it. You know, I'm sure he gets, like, hundreds of thousands of letters. <laughs> but I, was, I took a chance, and I'm like, hey, you know, you never know. He might, maybe he'll come across it and recognize my name and remember me and open it up and read it. But I took a chance. You know, you never know. You know, it's, things in life are worth a try because at least you can well, say, hey, I tried. <laughs> Make sure you mention to her that you've worked with uh, Tina Marie and Patty for such a long time, so it's not like yeah. you're a newbie in the business. So I think you got a better chance than, um, I don't know, me calling him up. Because let me tell you, I got stranded in Minneapolis years ago when I went to visit a boyfriend in the Air Force. I actually went to North Dakota, and I had mm-hmm. to make a connecting flight in Minneapolis. And we had a snowstorm. It was, like, real bad. It was, like, three feet of snow. So I couldn't wow. get my flight out of North Dakota, and it made me miss my connecting flight to um, Minneapolis, from Minneapolis to New Jersey. And uh, when I got to Minneapolis, let me tell you, they wouldn't let me get on a plane. Um, wow. They wouldn't honor my ticket, so I was pretty much stranded. And the first mm-hmm. thing I could think of was, the only one I know in Minneapolis is Prince. <laughs> and I know he can come to pick me up from the airport. <laughs> oh, that is so funny. Oh, my God. Right. I, don't know, I don't know anybody else. In Minneapolis, I yeah. have one friend in Minneapolis that it I know. Well, the is Shirley, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, you yeah, they were from Minneapolis. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I I that used to be my show. <laughs> I said, if I ever meet Prince, I'm going to tell him that. I'm going to let him know that he was the only one I could think of when I got stranded in Minneapolis. <laughs> I know he would have helped me if I really knew him personally. I'm I know sure he, he would have. I'm sure. I'm sure he would have. <laughs> Now, he was it, you up in his purple BMW. I know, his purple. He used to have a purple BMW. He probably has something else purple. Oh, and I can but. see him. He's so fine. I mean, his little, I can see him come out in his little purple slippers. I mean, just dress. He probably have a purple sweatsuit on. It's like, girl, you got me coming out here in my, in my pajamas to pick you up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but that's really you know, funny. I hope the word gets out to him. That, you know, I'm one of the fans that could only think of him in, in, a, in my dire need of help. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> you got to put those things. What's that movie? What was that movie? Was it called The Bucket List or something? Or? Yeah, yeah, that's The Bucket List. Yeah, right. you put all these that's things that you want to do. 
<laughs> yeah, that's a, but you know that's a great concept, right? And you because it makes you be mindful of all the things you want to achieve in your life. You know, just to write that list and just say, I'm gonna just do this stuff before I leave this earth. That's right. It's almost like the secret has the same effect where mm-hmm. you, you mm-hmm. think about something hard enough, you're going to put it in the universe for it to um, mm-hmm. come to you. And I, I try to do that a lot. Sometimes we can't help but subconsciously think of um, the negative when, you know, we haven't had the positive happen a lot to us. And, yeah, and sometimes sure. to talk negative into your life to stay if you never think of anything positive. So I always try to inspire people to think of something positive and talk about um, what they want to do and visualize it so that, that mm-hmm. those opportunities come to them because sure. it, it can actually happen, you know, and people just don't realize it. You know, you, right. you make your own energies around yourself when you create a lot of negativity. That's why criminals are always around criminals. <laughs> oh, exactly, exactly. Like attracts like. And, you know, just like when, when people ask me, they like, I meet so many talented people, they think that they can never really make it in the music industry. And I always say, hey, it's, all really, it's really about what you really want. And if that's what you truly desire, you know, you can really create that experience. And I know, I know it can be um, – it can appear to be a tough experience because I know a lot of doors get closed in people's faces. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm an artist. I went through that. I mean, there are doors that still get slammed in my faces when, when, as far as things that I you know, want to be a part of. But you have to just be able to tell yourself, look, I know that I got what it takes. I have talent. This is my dream. And, and I'm, going to like, I'm not going to take no for an answer, and I'm just going to keep knocking on doors until somebody opens one. That's right. Yeah. Now, is there an artist that um that you would that you want to work with, you know, other than Prince? But is there another artist that you'd like to work with? I would love to work with Shaka Khan. Yeah, she is another yeah. one of my favorites. Oh, I, yeah. I would love to work with her. <laughs> See, when you grew up listening to, when I was, I've been listening to music for a long time. I mean, ever since I was a little girl, and of course, I have my favorites. So you you tend to want to. You know, once I've gotten it, I got into the music industry myself. I still have, you know, I still have my musical idols too. I'm like, oh, I would love to to really work with this person because I grew up listening to their music, and it was like that with Tina. I mean, I had grown, you know, I mean, Square Biz when I was graduating from high school. Oh, I know. Square Biz was out, you know. So <laughs> this is the stuff that I grew up on. So it was really wonderful to be able to like get in her band and play a lot of those songs. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, really Oh, I, I, well, I couldn't get my hair as wild as hers back in the 80s, but um, <laughs> everybody <laughs> when, break, when Breaking came out, you know, the video was out, and she was in the video, and and I loved that song, you know, Chaka Khan, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I loved that, mm-hmm. I loved that song, and I, and I was just happy to see that she was so down with everybody. I saw her live when she was with Rufus, and um, that's when she was wearing those, um, those leather pants and, um, well, oh, I, rem- I remember. I remember the Indian. She had like the Indian look, and everybody was yeah, like, I'm getting an outfit like that. <laughs> I, look, I started going back in town with my family because my great my great grandmother is Cherokee, and I, I look. I just swore I was related to Chaka. <laughs> I know. I, I know. You know. <laughs> I know. Well, you know, and I, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, well, you know, my my great grandmother was Indian, so I could get away with wearing the outfit, you know, with the headdress. And, and I look back at some of those old Shaka Khan pictures. I'm like, even now, I'm like, I wish I could wear that on stage now. But I'm like, I gotta, I gotta 
tighten up the stomach area first before I try you know, to be up. I think all of us women have to work on that. You know, that's, that's the I one person the Janet Oh, <laughs> right. especially after, did you just see Janet on American Idol? I, I know, I oh, know, and I love, I love her short haircut. Me I've never too, seen her wear a haircut that short. Me, I've never I love ever it. Like I that. love it. She looks great. She looks great like that. Now, she looks like a diva right there. She, she really does. She's mature. Yeah, she's mature, you know, and sophisticated looking. I, I was I was like, wow, Janet, great look, great look for her. Absolutely. Now, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I, I feel like she's going to at some point go back on tour. Uh, she's probably in the studio now working on new music because it's in her blood. It's just something that she loves to do. Now, sure. can you see yourself working with her? Oh, you know what? You're right. She's another person that I have visualized working with. I would love, I've never seen her tour with any horns ever. I've been a couple of her concerts, and I'm like, she could use some horns in her in her band. But you know, you never know. I I, I don't give up on wish wishful thinking and dreams. And I'm like, because I think that even some of the people that I've had the opportunity um, to work with in my career were people that I really desire desire to work with. You know, and I mean, maybe subconsciously, I kind of maybe knew that it could possibly happen. It's like going back to the positive thinking thing about what you just said about thinking positive and, and attracting those kind of experiences to you, um, maybe on a subconscious level, you know. But I'm now I'm like, there's so, but there's a lot of other people in the, in the music industry that I would just love to work with. I mean, I think that that's what makes your career exciting is, is not only do your own thing as a solo artist, but to work with all these other people. Absolutely. Now I'm looking in my chat room, and I want to just give a shout-out to some of my people in in the chat room, Mr. D. Sharp. D. actually um, um, did background singing work for Patty for six months. Um, I mean, he he has a a wonderful voice. I mean, his his name is Damon Molly. Mm -hmm. He's from Mm -hmm. Philly, Philly Open Mice. I don't know if you... um, you ever um, checked out the Philly open mics, but, um, you know, if you're ever over here doing anything, you know, you might want to have some come and do some background for you. Well, you know what, I'm going to, I plan on coming to Philadelphia a couple of times before the summer's out, so, uh, you know, you have to let me know. Let me know the place, the time, and maybe we can, we can hook up some stuff. Yeah, because, um, well, you know, uh, our, our mutual friend James, he's working on some projects. So, um, you know, and I'm actually working on some stuff that's going to be happening in Philly, too. So you, you never know because I know mm-hmm. a lot of talented people in Philly and a lot of people in the in the outskirts of Philly, like in New Jersey and Delaware, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. would be interested mm-hmm. in, in doing some stuff, you know. And, you know, it's, it's all about helping people and giving back and, yes, you know, is. just making those opportunities available when you have the chance to do it. Because if you don't, it'll be an opportunity that you look forward to one day and then someone's going to keep you from getting it. So you always have mm-hmm. to open whatever door you have to, the opportunity to open for somebody and it'll happen for you too. That's right. That's right. And I, and I think, you know, unfortunately, like, like Philadelphia was such a I mean, hotbed for music. I mean, we when I grew up, I, it was Philadelphia International Records, and everybody was coming to Philly to record. And when that folded, you still have like the talent there, but no no uh, no connection to the music industry from there anymore. You know what I mean? It's like you have all these talented musicians, but they they can't. I mean, they can't take it to the next level. But it would be nice to have. Um, 
something started again, like Philadelphia International Records, with the Philadelphia area to get those talented people. I mean, her to get them to get them out on CDs, and and now with the internet and with technology, I mean, artists can do pretty much their own CDs and sell them over the internet. They can. They can do a lot. Yeah. They can do their own mm-hmm. promotion. And, I mean, mm-hmm. it it still requires a budget, but. It's not, mm-hmm. you know, as if you had to have like a hundred thousand dollars ready in your pocket, like you do right, a lot sure. of major labels. Because sure, they, just, sure. what they do is they actually just pay to get you on places. I think it works better as an independent artist because you get to interact with your fans. You get to show up from step to step to step, and you mm-hmm. don't have. To pay somebody to listen to you. They want to because they can see you progress mm-hmm. yourself online and you put your music out there and you're out there in the street, you're performing in local areas. You know, that, that makes somebody want to listen to you and buy your music as opposed to having it shoved down your throat. Like on the radio, they pretty much shove it down your throat. Yeah, sure, I mean, they, you do. Know, you, they do. You don't like everything that's on there, but it's just like you don't have a choice other than to turn the radio off. So, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But when you're doing it as an independent, the way we do it now, you you have the option of getting people that you never thought you would even come in contact with, and sure. and you get to interact with them on the social networking. You know, are you on um, Twitter and MySpace and Facebook and all that? Mm-hmm. I'm on. Um, I haven't done Twitter yet, and I know I hear everybody talking about Twitter, but I haven't I haven't accessed Twitter yet. But I am on Facebook and MySpace. And, and um, of course, my own website, which I get a lot of, I have a lot of interaction with my fans through my website, which is really cool. Oh, absolutely, and, uh, because you have that beautiful artwork on there. Well, thank you. Thank you. I mean, that is beautiful. But we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Right now, I think I have okay. a, a caller who wants to ask you a question. And, caller, sure. um, you are in um, 215. Did you have a question for Pam Williams? Yes. Peace and blessings. First of all, peace and blessings. MZN, what's happening, Hi, sweetie? sweetheart. How are you? It's your boy D Sharp, aka Damon Miley. Oh yeah, you you gonna be a guest on the show very soon. So. <laughs> <laughs> what's up, Pam? Hey, D Sharp. <laughs> Listen, I know you don't remember me. Back in the day, we used to do the open mic set uh, with the uh, Holloway Sisters, Stacey McGee, and all them cats. Oh my God! Oh, remember oh, me? God. I used to host this show with Damon Keith Williams and Kenny Jackson and all them cats. Oh, my God. Stacey you McGee. Do you I remember know. me now? <laughs> you have to be honest. I've got to see your face. Right, right. It's been a long time. I know. I haven't seen your beautiful face. You're so pretty still. You're just beautiful. And I see you're still doing your thing. As a matter of fact, the last time we saw each other, I got picked up to sing background for Patty. I had auditioned, like, in an audition of all females, and I was the only dude that showed up for the audition and ended up getting the gig. But that was the last time I think I saw you, yeah, huh? Yeah, that was the last time we saw each other. Small world, man. I was like, oh, my God, Pam is on this show, and I got to come holler at her. Oh, you know, you know what? I just love, I love Philadelphia so much, and I have, I've lived away from Philadelphia for so long, but I miss all my old friends, and I, you know, uh, I come back to visit frequently because all my family are still there. Right. So. Um, Yo, we used to blow up the stages back in the day here, man. I mean, you would come off the road. and st- One thing about Pam that was really, really cool and down-to-earth and beautiful about her is she would tour with these illustrious artists and still find her way back to a hood joint, you know, still find her way back to a slam where, you know, she was human. People could see her and touch her and listen to her and, you know, see how beautiful her spirit as well as her face is because <laughs> she's gorgeous. <laughs> but, 
You know, she's a, a hot sister with that saxophone doing big things. So, I mean, I'm hoping one day that we could blaze that stage again. Yeah, I mean, uh, this time, instead of doing it behind somebody, we'd be doing it for each other. That's right. That's right. It, would be great. it would be great to kick it off in Philadelphia. Absolutely. Hey, listen, yeah. we're doing big things here. You know I mean? I, I just dropped my CD. So I'll be talking okay. to you about it. I'll catch up with you and uh, give you some info on I'll be hitting you on Facebook real soon. Yeah, and you know what? You can go if you go to my website. I've got my email address and everything there, so you can always contact me. Is that PamWilliams.com? Uh, com. Oh, snap, crackle, and pop, okay. baby! I'm on it. <laughs> okay. That's what's up, and, and peace and blessings, uh, Sister Ravenda. You're doing good things, and uh, Pam, you keep doing what you do, baby. And I'll see right, you on the road real soon. You too. Take care, baby. All right, peace Dean, and blessings. I'm talking to you. You will. I look for that call, love, and uh, I can't wait to be on your show. All right, baby. Peace. Wow, smart world, for real. I know. I love it. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's what I like about Philly, because mm-hmm. you can always find somebody in Philly. Like, Facebook is wonderful, because now, I, you know, I've been all over the place. I've been traveling here and there, and, you know, it's been a while since I've been out of high school, but um, I got on Facebook, and it's like I'm having a virtual class reunion. You know, sure, yeah, all my yeah. my schoolmates are, are like on Facebook now. So now it's like you get to talk to them all the time and see what's going on and see their faces. It's really cool. And everybody's from Philly. Well, just about everybody's in Philly. But I just think it's great to have yeah. those, you know, chances to connect with people. Now, do you mm-hmm. have your your phone set up with uh, all your social networking links? My phone. Yeah, you know, on your cell phone, you can put Facebook and MySpace and, you know, all your chats and stuff like that so that while you're mobile, you can... um, I do, I do, I do, I have it on my iPhone, and and that's really cool to be able to do that because when I'm traveling, of course, and I'm bored at the airport. Right. (laughs) Or on the flight, or on the flight. um, (laughs) I I, I, I love being able to uh, access those different things while I'm on the road. And I just love, like, the Internet and technology. I mean, it's it's like when we're, like, we're, we're separate with being in different cities, but we're able to still feel connected. I love that. Oh, I know. I, I mean, and now what I really like about it is that now you don't really have to go traveling a lot to perform. You could actually uh, do video performances Mm, um mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. speaking of which i am actually starting um something called indie stream tv and which i'm going to do original uh video programming that's going to be on the internet as if you were watching your record tv so for the people like me that got a 22 inch monitor you can just sit down like you're watching tv and um we'll have like local people in the philly area you know doing the um uh, hosting for the certain shows, you know, like a fashion, sports, cooking, home decoration, music, movie reviews, stuff like that. And then we're also going to be featuring um, independent films that will be available for pay-per-view as well as wow. some documentaries and webinars. And nice. we're, we even thought of doing something like a artist, Indie Artist Unplugged where mm-hmm. we're going to have um, wherever they are, we're going to have someone with a camera videotape mm-hmm. them, and then stream it live on the internet. 
so people can actually see them like all over the world because we have a global audience already. So wow, it's great. some way to do stuff without the expense of paying, a you know, for travel expenses and everything, mm-hmm. for dealing with promoters mm-hmm. that don't pay you, mm-hmm. or you know, try to like, get you down to like your last penny to get to do something. You know, we just decided it was just a way to use that to um, help artists, especially indie artists. And then we're going to be doing our first concert in this fall. And in one location with a very small audience live, um, you know, like sitting in a uh, venue, but the rest of the world will have access to the same show. And that way they can still enjoy it, you know. And, you know, it's just opportunities out there for people who know what they're doing with Mm -hmm. using the Internet. So that's that's so I'm, I'm going to invite you to be one of my participants when hey, I do you something like that. <laughs> you better, uh, girl. I, I love that idea. I think that's a great idea. It definitely is. And, you know, I have mm-hmm. a big audience in Asia. I don't know what it is they like about my voice. But these people in Asia, I, like all my shows, mm-hmm. I upload them on to my, my global host um, site. And, okay. and like, I think it's like it's about 800 people in Asia that download all the time. Like they just wow. talk about something down. That's just Asia. I have like Africa, India, mm-hmm. Russia, Germany, Europe, UK, and Greece. And um, I mean, I'm talking little places like I can't even pronounce the name of those little towns, but I've heard them on in movies. <laughs> like Prague. Wow. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I get somebody in Prague, and I'll go. I'll go traveling over there one day, and they'll be like, "Oh my God!" They treat me like I'm a celebrity. And it's Ipsy in, you know. <laughs> That's really funny. Wow. Well, you know, you never know who's listening to you. And, and you know, I was when I was um, in Indonesia, I was there um, three months ago. And I had that was my first time going. And it was just amazing to see the turnout of all the people from Indonesia. Now, they have one of the biggest jazz festivals over there, I mean, in the world. And, I mean, it was oh. like they had 20 stages with, Artists, not just jazz artists, they had, um, speaking of Rufus and Chaka Khan, Chaka couldn't make it, but they actually had Rufus over there, and, and they had Tony Braxton, and Babyface was there. But just to see the amount of people over there that, that are into jazz, but just our music in general, you know, they love American music. Oh, I know. They do. Mm-hmm. And it's all over. I have a friend mm-hmm. who's a, um, she's an, uh, an artist herself. She's a, uh, R&B, soul, neo-soul, spoken word, she does it all. And she has a, uh, her own radio show called UK Soul. And um, she plays a lot of um, R&B music in soul, you know, in the soul sense, not like, you know, Trey Songz kind of thing, but um, uh, the real classic R&B soul. She plays a lot of artist music on there, and it's very, very popular, very popular. Wow. Oh, my God, so, I bet you. I bet but between that and hip-hop, that's what they like the most. Mm-hmm. You know, they can't rap mm-hmm. the same way, but... <laughs> they like to listen to it. Arm and rap, but... <laughs> but I'm going to put on another one of your songs so our um, audience can get it somewhere of Pam. And okay. let's see which one I want to put on now. Because I want you to tell me about um, the, the songs that you do. Like, you know, I, I've never understood when you don't actually sing for your song. Like, how do you compose, you know, a, a piece that you're going to use an instrument to? I mean, how do you go about creating that, that idea for that, that, that piece? Um, Pretty much the same as what a singer would do. Um, how, how I do it is when I'm in the studio, I just I come up with, 
um, a groove first, like background tracks. Mm-hmm. And, and and then I just experiment with different melodies on top of it. And it's really no different than, than how a vocalist would probably uh, write, except you just have the element of lyrics is not there, but you still have the melody. So um, mm-hmm. that's how I do it. And I know that there are people, some people do it different. Some people may hum a melody first and then put background music to that. And mm-hmm. I, I have done that in the past as well. Wow. That's amazing. I, I love when you have talent like that. I'm not musically inclined when it comes to instruments. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. one of those people that plays by ear, you know, on the piano. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, but I can sing. I just cannot read music, and, I, you know, I couldn't tell mm-hmm. you what key I'm in or whatever. But, I mean, I think it's wonderful when somebody can just come up with, you know, melodies. And remember, I've tried. I can't keep that memory in my head because I'm not, you know, that inclined. But, I mean, I think it's a beautiful God-given talent to be able to do that and then remember all that, too, when you're performing. You know, like um, when you have an instrument and you know you have to play certain keys and certain mm-hmm. times during the song, mm-hmm. you remember all that. I think that that's some hard work there. Yeah, and it's it's um, it comes with, you know, the more, of course, with anything, the more you practice, the easier it becomes. And um, the one thing that is that adds another um, dimension that's maybe a little bit harder is when you have to remember those lyrics. <laughs> it's rare. Yes. Yes. To remember lyrics and the melody. <laughs> yeah, so I would I could see forgetting that before you know because the notes you know you kind of when you practice like I said you just you do you're doing it over it's repetition so uh, it becomes like second nature when you're at a show and, and um, the more I play songs of course. Um, the more I remember them. Some songs I can play in my show now, even if I don't play them all the time, I've done them so many times that I can just pick up my saxophone and remember the melody. And then there are other songs, if I don't play, if I don't play them a lot, um, I'm like, okay, it's time to practice. <laughs> <laughs> but and I, you know, with lyrics, I see people take take the lyric onto the monitor so they won't forget them. Now. And I've seen and I've seen Patty do that, and she she she's not the kind of artist that would be upset for people to know that because mm-hmm. she she would get on the microphone and say I I forgot the words. I mean, but when you look at an artist like her, she's had out. I mean, I've got nine CDs out. That's quite a bit of music, but she's got album after album after album. Not just her solo stuff, but she going back to when she was with LaBelle. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. quite a bit of catalog of of music and lyrics to remember. Um, all the time, so she's a little bit of a comeback. She's making a comeback too with, oh, with yeah. the bell. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah, to remember know, all those songs. That, then they all look I so know. great. Oh, my I God. Know. I, her, I, I heard they did a reunion them. tour. Yeah, they did, yeah. and, and I, unfortunately, I missed it. I was working for a plantation at the time, so I couldn't know. Okay. I used to work. I used to work in a, a bank in a financial institution, and um, uh, we call them those banks, the pine, uh, plantations. So wow, <laughs> wow, okay. And I and I regretted missing mm. that word, and I really wanted to see it. But I'm going to play your song when we come back. Okay. I would love okay. for you to um, tell us a little bit more about um, you know the competition. That, it's out there with you as a female sure. saxophone artist and then the males. And okay. um, we'll be right back with, with Pam Williams, everybody. All right. A good evening. Do not attempt to adjust your radio. There is nothing wrong. I have taken control of the smooth jazz station as to bring you the special show. I will 
and turn it to you just as soon as you are moving. Welcome to the station living PFUNK, better known as P-Funk, or deeper still, the Mothership Connection, home of the extraterrestrial system, dealers of funky neo-jazz, P-Funk, uncut funk, the bomb, coming to you directly from the Mothership, top of the chocolate Milky Way, 500,000 kilowatts of P-Funk power, kick back and dig while I do it to you in your earbuds. Women are known as Pamela Williams, Ellie, the sex. Mama, so
Um, I know there are other saxophone players. A lot of them are men. Do you find ever an opportunity to, you know, you know, you know how rappers do like um, they get on and they they just go against each other. Do you ever mm-hmm. have to do anything like that, you know, with a a male saxophone player? Well, you know, I, I'm not like that personally um, with anybody in the music industry. Um, I don't think of music as a contact sport or a competitive sport. <laughs> I think of it as something that you everybody has individually that's great, you know, and I'm not going to be like the, another horn player. They're not going to be like me. But I must say that that same attitude, I have not always been um, treated with that same attitude. Um, mm-hmm. Especially by male saxophone players um, in this business, and I'm not saying that they, they they're all like that. I have some really good friends in the business that are my colleagues and are really gracious and really nice, and not then they don't feel threatened at all by a by by a female that does what they do. But there there have been um, a male saxophone players that I have worked with in the past who I, I sort of considered not just a colleague but a friend, and then I find that they've you know, declined on being being declined being on the same show with me for no wow. reason except I mean, you know, and I when I find when I find it out, I'm kind of shocked and you know a little hurt. And but I understand where where it's coming from. Guys tend to be um, a little competitive. I have to say this about you guys. I know some of the guys are on the camera, but <laughs> guys tend to be a little competitive when women can do things that you guys do. And it's not it's not anything that we do that's trying to threaten your your manhood. It's just that we can do creative things too. Mm-hmm. You know, we can we, we can play music and paint pictures. We, we can do a lot of things. We can build houses. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we, can. we can. We can. Sure. We can. There's a lot more to us than just, you know, having children and being mothers or staying home and cooking and cleaning. I mean, mm-hmm. it really is. So, yes, I do find that I get treated that way from a lot of uh, my male colleagues in this business, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, you know what I think it is? <laughs> I'm going to make a little joke about it. I think men will never let us live it down that we can give birth and they can't. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it really comes down to. We can't work while we got anything else. You know? I know, I know. And that is a pretty major thing. <laughs> it is. No major. man, no real man, no 100% man born as a man can give birth. And I think they just, they won't, that's like the best thing any human being can ever do. I guess they figure we should be happy with that and don't try to do nothing else. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know, right. But, it's, but you know, it's like, there's so many more interesting things in life that 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 we can do, and you know both you know men and women men can do things that we don't we can't do really well, and that's okay we're we know women tend to know we know what we do what we can do and what we can do well, and we're okay with that and there's some things that men can do that we can't do, you know, but we're okay with that and i think I think the ego thing that we don't have that men may have sometimes it makes us that's what makes us different. You know, right. and, and and unfortunately, when it comes to creativity and the the arts, I mean, look at painters. You know, I'm a, I'm also a visual artist, and but when I when I study art history, there's not a lot of there's hardly any female painters. It's like, well, where were the women? Well, the women artists. All right. They was home I know, cleaning, I, up, the, I they took, was home um, cleaning up the studio. <laughs> yeah, they they put the paint can, paint can, right? So they're they're standing over there naked. <laughs> Oh, yeah, now they were in the painting. Yeah, they stand over their neck and still for right. like five hours. <laughs> <laughs> but that's it. 
she used to mention that. I swear it's like we are like, um, I don't know, some kind of cosmic sisters or something. Uh, although I, you're the one who can read the music and not just sing along. <laughs> no, but you know, and, and that's okay because, like, I, people say, well, you know, I don't have any talent for music, but there's always, uh, when I was in school, and I actually I was an art major, I wasn't a music major, but I did take some music courses, and I had come across this book that was really interesting. It was about people that play music, but they were really stressing on three three elements that really make music successful and really important, and it was the composer, the performer, and the listener. Uh-huh. And it's like without those three things, you know, what's the point of creating music? you got to have somebody that has the ear to listen to it. So you can't That's play right. anything. You know what I mean? So That's right. It's really important, you know, and, and without your fans and listeners and people who have an appreciation for music, you know, you can't downgrade that because that's a part of it, too. <laughs> that's, that's so true. I mean, uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. who's going to listen to you if you don't have any sure, fans? Sure, <laughs> Nobody's mm-hmm. buying their CD if nobody knows you even exist. So, that's right. You know what? You'd be sitting in your garage by yourself or your basement <laughs> playing uh-huh. to yourself. And, you know, after a while, you know, that would be pretty boring. Uh, yeah, I so. think it would be. <laughs> <laughs> now, what was it now? Now, you study art. Now, what was it that made you want to just just go out there like you did and just create those beautiful pieces of art that you have on your website? I mean, they are just fabulous. Mm, thank you. I um, you know, I played. I did. I was an art visual artist before I played music, and I got that from my dad because he's he's very talented artist, but he doesn't do it as a profession. But I don't think he even does it as you know as a hobby now. But he has that gift and. Um, when I was little, he did used to paint a lot and draw a lot, and I used to steal all his art materials. And, you know, he, he realized, and I did too, I could copy everything that he did. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was one of the wonderful gifts that my dad passed down to me. And I just started, I've been painting and drawing ever since I was about four years old, four or five years old. Wow. Wow, that's amazing because my father was an artist too, and he passed that down to me and my children. Oh wow! Um, okay. I I draw. I actually um, worked with a fashion uh, designer, and I drew mm-hmm. all her posters and and flyers and and advertisements for her fashion so much oh, cool. that people saw I was the one who was the designer. So oh. of course she had a little attitude about that, so we wouldn't work with each other anymore. I just draw better than she can. Then come on, and and I took courses in art, a lot of courses, and and but I, you know, it was just to learn the basics. Because when you can naturally do that, you know, you don't really mm-hmm. have to have a book. And then of course my my boys, they draw uh, that Japanese animation, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. anime. They do mm-hmm. all it. So now, are you selling your paintings, or are oh, you yeah. just doing uh-huh. that as a hobby? Oh, yeah, I sell them. I sell, um, I sell quite a bit of paintings. A lot of that stuff that you see on the website, I don't have anymore. Wow. Which is great. <laughs> it is great. <laughs> wow. Now, do you do uh, art shows? Sometimes. Wow. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, I just talked to someone. Um, as a matter of fact, from Philadelphia, I hope this happens. Around July 17th, a couple of gentlemen from Philadelphia called me and Wanted me, wanted me to come there to do a show at a club, but they also wanted to be like Archer one night, um, or probably the same night, um, but a concert, but then also in another part of the the, the club and art show. So um, I'm hoping wow. that happens because I'm definitely interested in doing that. 
Well, I would love to help you with any kind of promotion that you need for that because um, oh, your, your artwork is so beautiful. Um, it's not that often that I see anything that I really like, you know, because mm-hmm. um, I, I, I love art and I love a lot of, like, contemporary art. Um, I'm not that big a fan on, you know, Van Gogh kind of stuff and, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, some of those old, older designs. Like, well, I always wanted a Mona Lisa in my living room, but that is a spin on it because I was just talking to somebody like three days ago. It's probably precious, my manager. And she was saying, <laughs> I would love to have a rendition of the Mona Lisa. But it's funny that you you mentioned it, but you're like, you. but that would be cool, painter, painter as a sister, painter black. Yeah, you never know, maybe. Monisha or Monica. <laughs> Monisha. <laughs> Monisha. <laughs> oh, that is so funny. <laughs> you know, and she got to have a little swagger, you know, because Mona had a little bit of a swagger, but um, Monisha has to have more, more of a and her weave oh, yeah. has to be a little bit better than Mona, so. <laughs> I think so. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, of course, they would look at it as a mockery, you know. Oh, my God, they're making fun of her Mona Lisa. Yeah. Putting, like, you know, they really would. They would do, people would get mad and do that. But you know what? If you cannot laugh, like, you know, laugh a little. Just Some people need to loosen up. Life is about laughter and humor, you know. And it's like, don't be so serious. It's just for fun, right. you know. Art, art, is, <laughs> art is for creation anyway. So however way you mm-hmm. create that art mm-hmm. is the way you should mm-hmm. do I mean, it's not like I, I made her a, a transvestite, you know. It's not like you. <laughs> now, now, but wait a minute now. But when, let's Bonnie. talk about making our transvestite, because, you know, some people, speaking of that, some people say that Mona Lisa was actually a guy. Oh, they, really? I haven't heard that story. Have you heard that before? No. They're like, the, they're like there's, there's a speculation that the Mona Lisa was actually Leonardo da Vinci himself, but he painted himself as a woman, <laughs> which is why the smile looks so strange. But I don't know. I don't know. It could be true. Oh, my God. Travesty. <laughs> All these years. <laughs> Well, I mean, she has about a chance of being black than a man any day, so. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, so for now, all we know, she could, look, for all we know, she could have been in somebody that had repainted it. You never know. Either that or it was a, a undercover transvestite. You know, they weren't big on talking about, you know, the certain things back then. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe it wasn't actually him. It was someone else in drag. It could have been. <laughs> It could have been, but it, it is really a strange painting, though. It, it is. It's just something about that painting. It's just, they say it's a smile painted upside down, but it's a lot of strangeness going on with that painting for some strange reason. But it, it's obviously something that's intriguing because it's like the most famous painting in the world. I know. I mean, it's yeah, in and movies history. and everything. I mm-hmm, mean, mm-hmm. they make it stuff really in movies. It is. Mm-hmm. It's I always thought it was, you know, this huge 24 by 30 something big portrait, you know, and it's not. And and yeah. they, it's, most of the time, you see biggest, it's a fake version, you know, like a print of it, and mm-hmm. just so you can mm-hmm. see more detail. But um, you know, now, do you have uh, artwork that you know has been like, you know, let's say auctioned or or um, requested by, you know, let's say those wealthy internationals? Um. You know, I've done. Um, I've had I've had celebrities that have seen my stuff that have, that have wanted things. Um, 
that I've done. Uh, I haven't really done anything art-wise on a, as far as sending artwork abroad, which would be really something that would be great to do. Um, but I did get a, I did get an email once from somebody from, I think it was an Asian country, where they saw my artwork on the website and they were interested. And I, I think I thought that they were interested in selling my things over there, but it, it turned out that they were kind of interested in selling their their artwork, but through my website. On your and, and I mean, yeah, on my website. And I'm not saying that was wasn't a bad business venture because they I went to their website to find out if it was legitimate because you know you got to be careful on the internet. Right. People have all right. kinds of scams going on. Mm-hmm. So I just you know went to their website. I emailed a few people that worked there, and I found out that it really was legitimate. And mm-hmm. um. The artwork was really beautiful. I mean, I, I, um, the expense will come in having it shipped over from their country over here. Right, right. So, um, which is a little expensive. So I, um, I didn't really, in, in, you know, investigate it any further. But it's, you know, it's one of those little things that I still, I, you know, I file things away. My, my to do one day. Um, list of things I want to do and accomplish. So. Well, please keep me on your to-do list as a, uh, uh, you know, a, somebody to help you with that because I, I would really love to help you promote getting your artwork. I mean, I could really see it showing up on the walls of some sophisticated um, jazz clubs or, or other little intimate um, clubs or, or cafes because they really need some great artwork. You know, and in other other places, um, you know, where prestigious people go to mm-hmm. just really appreciate art. I mean, it should it should be out there, you know, mm-hmm. even though it's Thank on the you. web, Thank but it should be out there. So, you know, if you need some help, you just keep my number. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, you know what, artists need, we need all the help we can get, you know, and I, I think that you never get to a point where you're like, I don't need help from anybody. I mean, we all need need to need to network and wherever, just like with me too, if there's something that I can help you promote via my website or anything I'm doing, I think we, we really need to 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 connect, and especially as African Americans, we need to help each other and, and, and push each other more in in different areas, you know, and, yeah. and that's what's going to really help us get ahead financially. And I'm um, artist, and, and to be an artist, yeah, to be an artist isn't always and a musician isn't always an easy profession because it's not like a, a commodity where it's a necessity. It's something that people. You know, when times are hard, you know, you what you're going to do, you, you're going to pay your bill or buy some food before you go buy a record, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, That's right. Or pay me, or pay me. So it's a field where, um, you know, sometimes monetarily it, it can be a struggle to be out there. So, yeah, we, we need all the avenues and exposure we can get, and it, it will be much appreciated for sure. And it is a beautiful thing to have, you know, multiple talents um, when you when you are an artist because, um, I mean, you you're instrumentally um, crafty and you have your your artwork and a lot of people actually there's a lot of actors who paint. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There's uh, people who do you know writing. They write children's mm-hmm. books in addition mm-hmm. to being artists that saying and and some people do other things. They design clothes. Like look at the, the the Williams sisters. They design clothes and they play tennis. And you know, I mean, so many people have so many multiple talents that nobody really knows that much about. Like Billy Dee oh. Williams is a painter. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. he he was an uh-huh. actor and he is a painter. Um, I know several other actors that are painters too. And and I think it's great to get it out there and just to show off mm-hmm. all your talents and it it inspires yeah. other people who think that it's just a hobby, you know, it's all just something I do. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, it's there for you to, to make a living. You can't ever say you don't have a job or you don't know how to make any money if you got all these talents. I'm telling you, you have to use. And in our day, and uh, the times that we're living in, where where the economy is just doing so horribly, people have to have more than one thing to fall back on. You know, I always had to be a musician. You never knew when you were your next gig was coming. So I'm like, okay, yes. the gig, the gigs are dwindling. It's time to get out the paint brushes and the paint some pictures. So yeah, I, you know, I I've done things. I've had. I've gone out to get nine to fives when I've had to. So, I mean, they're, they're just things that, hey, if whatever you can do and you have talent at, you know, utilize it, especially if it makes you money and get you get your head and get you out of a bind, do it. I know that's right because I, I remember yeah. when I was having a hard time, I had to go. I walked around in the craft store. <laughs> so it's funny. I said, I, I know it's something in there I know how to do. So I'm like, right. I mean, it's, it's like Walmart, you know, because it's huge. And it's like yeah. so many things in there. And I'm like, I like doing stuff with my hands. Let's see what I can figure out. So the best mm-hmm. thing that I came up with was making these dolls. I didn't want to do what everybody else was doing. I hate scrapbooking and, and I hate uh, crocheting and, and mm-hmm. needlepoint and all that stuff. I can't just sit down there and just put pictures on a, on a piece of cloth. I just cannot do that. So, I, I mean, I went out there and I found – uh, a way to do something to make a little money. I made these little African dolls out of, it was back when people really entered African dolls. And you just take a mop head, you know, like the replacement mop head part, and, mm-hmm. and you take popsicle sticks and to make the spine for the body. And then you kind of oh, like wow. braid the, um, the the strands of the mop to like arms mm-hmm. and legs. And then you put um, like a muslin piece of cloth over top of some pillow stuff and to make the head. And then you I have like all this fabric that you can get from wherever and make any kind of doll. I made mine African, so I dyed the muslin to make a little brown face. And then I went and bought mud cloth and, and kinti cloth and just, I don't know how to sew, so I know how to use a glue gun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I made, mm-hmm. I just cut the fabric out and I made little clothes and I put it on there. And it only cost me like $5 for each doll for the amount of material that it had to use, but I actually made like um, $25 profit off of these dolls. Wow. Isn't that great? That's wonderful. That is so wonderful. You're right. It's you're right. When you put your mind to it, there's so many things. You're right. We could do um, to make extra money. You know, if it's not just a, a, a for a hobby. Because when you look on TV, you, people be selling all kinds of stuff. You know, I know. there's a market for it. Because somebody is there's, there's somebody out there going to like what you do and they're going to buy it. It's just getting it to if you can get the, it's the exposure and the marketing that's the thing. I just wish I had to came up with that little barrette that that woman came up with and made $50 million the first year oh round. Uh, isn't that something? Isn't that a little barrette. A barrette. Okay, how many black something people right? here wear barrettes in their head back in the 80s? We could have did that a long time ago. I know. It's, a, it's those little, it's those little, it's those inventions that are like really simplistic that everybody, that's really useful though, that make millions of dollars. I mean, it's like tons of those out there. And sometimes I'm like, I'm sitting here trying to paint some elaborate picture. I need to come up with some class that fits on something, something real simple. Because it's those things that really do. They make you millions of dollars. It's amazing. Me and, um, me and, me, well, me and Precious, my manager on the road, and we're flying. You know, we're, we're trying to spend our time having interesting conversations. We were talking about inventions, and we were like, okay, what about the birth control 
this was actually an invention that we thought we were like we had hit we hit something on the nail on the head. We were like, what about an invention? What about what about birth control pills with a timer on it? So that and they can be in like little cases. Some of them can be round and square. And I don't know. It may have been. I think we were both coming up with the ideas together. We were, we were getting excited because we were like, okay. And Precious is like, no, this is serious. This sounds like this could be really something that we could really patent. And so we were sitting there, and I'm like, but an alarm clock, you can slide it in your purse. You set the alarm for when it's time for you to take your pill so you won't forget. You don't want to be in one of those situations where you forget. And, you know, we look on the Internet, and, damn, they had it up there. I know. <laughs> Somebody had already <laughs> invented it, and they had the little, they came shaped like circles and squares, and they were real decorative, just like what we thought. And I'm thinking, all right, next. Somebody already <laughs> did it. <laughs> I was like, so it was well, a great idea. It was a great idea, but... You know, but patenting things isn't a bad thing to do, and I, I know that um, if you don't have the the money to like really do the the idea yourself, you can go ahead and patent something on the United States copyright um, website. Yeah, I don't know and how much somebody it costs to can pay it. for it. And yeah, and if somebody called. does that, yeah, if somebody does that idea, they gotta pay you for it. I know, because so. I was thinking, I, I said, all these ideas I come up with, it got to be something in my head that I can pull out mm-hmm. to make some mm-hmm. money. Because that guy who created the Band-Aid could come over with a Band-Aid oh. or the sticky note or the toothpick. The I know, I can come up with something. It's paper with glue on it. I know. With glue. <laughs> and I think Velcro was just like the best invention. Yeah. Another invention that's great. That and the things that hold babies. To your uh, body, you know, when you're um, after you have an infant. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a lot of different. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm looking at the picture of you holding the saxophone, and I'm thinking there's got to be something on that saxophone that is gets on people's nerves. That um, Pam could think of something to, to change that. You know, like maybe some kind of strap, a different mm-hmm. kind of strap. You know, like mm-hmm. contour. So they come up with those contour straps in the in the car for the seatbelt. You can come up with something on there or something um, to put on your fingertips so they don't get raw when you're pushing mm-hmm, on those mm-hmm. little things. <laughs> or, I mean, it's got to be something that you can think of that, with that saxophone. As many saxophone players as there are in the, in the world, you can come up with something. Yeah, you know, and I need to. I really do. I really do. Need to. And I think, you know, we're talking about being creative and and doing so many diverse things. I think that when you have that creative energy, when it's kind of already in you, and I, and I think everybody on earth has it. I think we all have something that we're, we're natural creators. You know, God is the the creator, but we're like little co-creators alongside God that can that have the same creative energy. So some of us maybe we, we have it naturally. We know how to channel it, and it seems a little prominent in us and others. Maybe they haven't found what their niche is. They haven't found, quite found what it is that they're creative with. But I think we all have it. But once you really tap into it, you realize you can do different things. It's really like you said, you can design clothes and you can sing and you can probably write poetry and all this other stuff. But once you mm-hmm. tap into that energy, you find yourself being able to do a lot of um, other other things. And that same energy is just different mediums to channel it through. Like when I was in art, when I was in college for art, a lot of the kids there were musicians. They were, you know, mm-hmm. and poets. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. yeah, and actors too. Right. And, um, yeah, but. Now, had you ever thought about that. writing poetry or writing? Um, poems? I actually, I, act, I actually used to. I used to long when I was younger. 
um, when I was a teenager and I thought life was just horrible. <laughs> my, parents, my parents were just doing me wrong and doing me <laughs> Or somebody, some, you know, somebody that I was dating was doing me wrong, you know. I don't know, for some reason back then, I used to really sit around to write poetry. And a couple, I was um, cleaning up my studio the other day, and I found some some poem that I had written in a in some book. I forgot I wrote the darn thing, and then I read it, and it, you know, it wasn't really half bad. And I was like, you know, this is some lyrics to a song. I'm gonna use. I'm gonna get somebody to sing this, and this is gonna be my next vocal song. I can get a singer to come over and sing, but, but yeah, but you know, so I tap into that. I do that a little bit of that too. Wow. Wow. Well, you know, I, I know another uh, artist who, the one I was mentioning from the U.K., she actually wrote a book on poetry. And um, and then she's done it like an audio CD where she's actually singing some of her poetry um, along with the book. Oh, cool. So I told her, because I write too, I write poetry mm-hmm. and I write screenplays and I write short stories and stuff like that. Nice. And I write Nice. Erotic fiction. So I told you that I came up with this um, this book called Love and Stages, and uh, each poem is is geared towards the basic stage of a relationship, like from when you first see somebody that you're interested in, when you hook oh, up, wow. different things that happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it has a male mm-hmm. point of view and a female mm-hmm. point of view. So I have a, a male uh, spoken word artist, we call him Quiet Storm, and then we have this uh, artist from the UK, uh, her name is uh, Kyra Simone, and okay. I, well, I don't. I hate my voice, I'm not going to be able to sound like I'm old enough to be reading erotic poetry, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm well old enough, but I'm not going to sound it, a little bass. <laughs> yeah, a little deepness in your voice. It's like that morning now, voice. That I, don't have, I don't have that sexy voice that I always wanted. And her voice is just so sweet and sexy. And then he has that deep voice and deep and sexy. So I said, I'm going to put these two together, and I'm letting mm-hmm. them read my poetry. And I'll just, you know, I'll just take the tickets. Mm-hmm. And, okay. <laughs> and I was going to have somebody add music to it. And we were actually making a performance out of it. So I'll write the poetry. I'll have even dancers, like contemporary dancers, do like the whole physical performance art part of the, each story, and okay. then um, have them do the poetry part, reading and singing, whatever. And um, it would be like something new. It's not really that new because they used to do it in the '60s, but it'll be um, bringing that back. So That'd I might great. need a, I might need a saxophone player for some of that stuff. You know well, what I'm saying? Let me know. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's just something that you pull out of yourself and, and, you know, you can go get books and you can learn how to do things. But, I mean, people need to start looking inside themselves to see what kind of creativity they have and what they can do. It's not just for money, but it's just a oh, yeah. it's a comforting yeah. feeling to be able to do the oh, things yeah. that you can do. Like, I'm sure when you play your saxophone that it's almost, it's like stimulating and it's just, oh, it's, yeah, it's almost definitely. like, you know, just relax into you and just lets a lot of energy out. And some people can do that with other things instead mm-hmm. of just going to work mm-hmm. 9 to 5. <laughs> sure, sure. So, I mean, it's just a, a thought for folks to take in out there. Mm-hmm. You know, Pam Williams here does a lot of other things, people, so you can do it okay. too. 
That's right. <laughs> so I'm going to put on another song. We have, I'm gonna, actually going to put on another song. I'm going to cut it in the middle a little bit because we only have about seven minutes left. And um, I'm just going to put something on here because I want people to hear this. I mean, this this is just beautiful. And I'm going to let you hear a little bit, folks, and then I'm just bringing it back in so we can um, just end our conversation with Pam and just find out where she's going to be next. Okay. God, I, I didn't even want to end it, but I'm going to play it later on. Okay. <laughs> I love that song to death. Do you hear me? Because when Robin Thicke came out with that song, everybody I know was singing that song. And I just, and, and here you come with the sex version. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm glad you like it. <laughs> I love that song. I said, go ahead with your bad self. <laughs> Yeah, 
I liked it too when I first heard it. So um, I think that it went went really good being a, a saxophone song because the groove on it is so nice, and the way Robin Thicke sings it, it's a really sexy song. Really yes, sexy song. <laughs> I'm glad oh you like God. it. Thank you. <laughs> wow. So um, I just want to say thank you so much for just coming here and spending some time with me and telling me about your life and, and your music. And I mean, it was just a pleasure. And I hope that it we was, can continue connecting because um, I really want to, you know, make sure that I can do whatever I can do to help you and whatever you need to get help in. Well, I appreciate it. I do. And whenever you want to, you know, if you need me to, to uh, help you with whatever you're doing or send you any kind of edit drops or anything like that or anything, you know, music oh, or yes. whatever, let me know, let me know. I, I definitely need some drops, you yeah. know, because <laughs> okay. sometimes I can't do the drops. I mean, I can sing, but I'm too shy, and I don't know anything about, you know, how to edit stuff, so. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, let me know. I this was really I, like an interview. It was like a conversation with a, a, a friend. I mean, it wasn't like like it didn't feel like just like an interview, but this was so much fun. Uh, absolutely, because we can do this again. I mean, it's, okay. this, I love that's why I love Block Talk because it lets you feel more comfortable with your guests, you know, sure. um, so that Great. they don't feel like you know uh, a ton of people want to ask them some embarrassing questions. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, I people can call in and they can do that stuff, but, like, yeah, I, I, cool. you know, I don't that's like to cool. get in people's business, so I would never have a guest on, even if they have some kind of controversy going on. I would never have them on and make them talk about it. So I think that's so wrong. But um, I love to have this intimate type of conversation yeah, so that you, know, cool. you feel comfortable enough to, you know, let go mm-hmm. and just relax. So, yeah, but I hope yeah. I hope that you have a great weekend and enjoy some of the rest of this Memorial Day, you know, maybe cooking out or whatever you're going to be doing. I'm going to be cooking out. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. Well, but I'm going to um, get your I will, and you do the same. And I'm going to get your information over to Sharon Nelson, who is um, okay, Prince's okay. older sister, and I'm going to make sure that, you know, she stands with you and get you on her show and, and get you connected to her little brother. Oh, that would be so nice if I don't pass out in the process. <laughs> you don't but do anyway, that. Oh, Prince is the kind of artist that when you're in his presence, you're like, I don't know what to say. I'm lost for words. But I would love to. I would definitely love to reconnect with him somehow musically and um, and, and we tour with him. I don't mind. I'll be his saxophone player or whatever. We'll be in the studio with him. That would be great. Or just to have a conversation. About Wonderful. the music industry, about the music, well, the music industry, and independent artists. Cause, you know, he's always he's in the campaign with. He's really trying to talk a lot of artists into going independent and, and not being attached to record companies. Because you know, oh they, yeah, no, we don't. It, it, well, well, I hope that I can reach out to him too, because that's exactly what I'm trying to do. So if we can yeah. work work together. I need to know mm-hmm. Mr. Prince. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I mean, and, and and even if even if you don't come across this path, I mean. The resources and the Internet and the technology is on our side as creative people now. I mean, so we got to really take advantage of it because I think it's time now for artists to be the ones controlling their own careers, making their own CDs, calling the shots, and making most of the money. That's right because that's how I feel it ought to be. Um, mm-hmm. my, company, mm-hmm. my company and I are working on putting our own product, uh, promotion and distribution together for artists, but we want to make it like um, – 
they actually be shareholders, not just me mm-hmm, owning mm-hmm, a piece of your butt to you mm-hmm, till sure. you pay it off, whatever. But I mean, like, sure. it's, there's a, such so many creative ways that people stop being so greedy about yeah, all the money that they can make, and, yeah, and everybody right. can get a portion of. It. I mean, if they become shareholders in their own career, they're going to always have some money to take care of themselves, and and we need to work on getting them insurance. There's no reason right. in the world for an artist to be poor or um, in a hospital with no insurance, sick, dying, or whatever, you know, like so, like um, uh, Angela Bofill over there having a stroke and now she has no insurance, you know, it's, that shouldn't be. All the fans, all the love and everything, that just shouldn't be. So yeah. my she thing is... She made somebody is, millions of dollars in the past. She made some company right. millions of dollars. Right. Somebody yeah. made some money off of her and now she can't mm-hmm. even get nothing back. So mm-hmm. I just think it's just ways that we can do these things and, and and help each other and help these artists. And that's what I do. I just work generally with independent artists that don't have the money to pay publicists and managers. And I just help them do whatever little portion of that publicist's job mm-hmm. that helps them get mm-hmm. on the Internet, that helps them get their music out there. You know, because I know so many little tricky little things that you can do on the Internet because I've been on okay. it for 20 years. So okay. I know a whole lot of stuff that's free. My girlfriend okay. and I pride ourselves in free. That's our favorite okay. word. So we okay. find a lot of free stuff, and we mm-hmm. show you how to do all a whole bunch of things to get yourself out there. So, you know, anytime you need any help, you just let me know. Me and Precious can sit down and work on something and, and then get you out there, get you more out there. And I even have international connections, so, okay. I mean, whatever okay. I could do to help. Well, my sister, let's do some things then. Yes, absolutely. Okay. And then let's get some music and some movies because I've just made some connections with some directors and some producers that do independent films, and they're always looking for some music. And I know that they, they like to have, like, instrumental music, and uh, I'm sure they could they could have some of your music in their movies. So I'm going to stay in touch with you, girl. We're going to do something. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's definitely do that. It sounds good. Absolutely. Well, let me not hold you up any longer because um, I can smell your food all the way over here. And, and I'm getting mad I can't have a hot dog. So, <laughs> but I, it was such a pleasure. Okay. I will. Right. It ain't like I really need it. it. Ain't like I'm a my body will say she wants me out of her mind. That, that's all right, girl. <laughs> Just go ahead, enjoy yourself, enjoy yourself. Don't think about it. Don't, well, don't tell me that. Think about it. <laughs> I well, I have, I have your information. I'm going to send it over to Sharon, and um, she, you'll be hearing from her soon. Okay. And then I, right. um, you and I will talk at another time. We're going to really sit down and put a plan together and then see what we can do from there. Sounds great. All right, stay creative and stay beautiful and stay you talented. Too. All right, you too. Thank you for the thank you for the interview slash um, friendship conversation. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. <laughs> bye bye. Have a good weekend. Bye bye. Bye bye.